0: Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins, and we're here talking with Eric with a K, Gorham, who is running for fifth district supervisor on the Board of Supervisors. Eric, what's your website again? It's Eric with a K for supervisor.com. There you go. You don't have to spell with a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave that part out. Just don't do it with a C. Well, you've got uh, two opponents who've announced. You have Susan Funk, an Atascadero councilwoman. You have uh, Heather Moreno, the Atascadero mayor. Is anyone else in the wings likely to run in the fifth district that you've heard of? Not that I've heard of, no. And hopefully,
1: we can get it whittled down at least between Heather and myself. You know, um, it's not. This should be one in the primary. it's, you know, for one, you're asking too much of donors in the county and it it saves the county a little money. It saves your donors money and makes it
0: a little easier on everyone to have it over and done with. Well, of the two, you're the only one who's filed papers showing you have a qualified committee. Yes. When you you think about this race, um, what do you see as the three main issues that you're going to be running your campaign on? Honestly... Water, for one. Okay. And I think it's the biggest issue
1: whether you're in District 1 or 5.
0: Anywhere in California, it's the biggest issue. Correct. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I it has a special place in my heart down there just because you know, I won't get into it, but that is one of the largest natural aquifers, and we would need to keep it for the people.
0: Okay. Not that's, for special interests. That's, that's your main That would be the main biggest issue. issue. What's, what's the next couple?
1: We do have, especially in North County, Tascadero and Paso, Paso wouldn't be, you know, I, I believe if you're a supervisor or supervisor for the county, you do represent your district, but you got to look at what's best for the county. We have a Huge homeless problem, and that's very multifaceted. There's no simple answer there. You know, one of the things I do believe in is housing first and get people housed that can be housed. Not everybody wants to be housed, but I think there's places like Echo that are doing wonderful work, and we need to keep moving in
0: that direction. Are you willing to put county money into building and making available housing for folks who are living on the streets?
1: Yeah, and I think we have to think outside of the box. I think there's ways to stretch money. You know, I have a couple friends, even a neighbor, that have made barns using C-trains. And uh, I know fire departments across, they have these big C-trains, one's bathrooms, mm-hmm. some have like four bedrooms in them. Some of this emergency pa- housing, we can even move. Sure. So if we had a problem in Paso and we, we didn't, you know, maybe the problem in South County with homeless, but we had an emergency in Paso, we might be able to move some of that housing that was unused just on trucks. And, you know, basically it looks like an RV on the inside. I'm not saying that's a permanent answer for people, but to get people off the streets and housed and get them in the programs if they uh, will join, it's a start. It's better than having them in our riverbeds because my problem with the riverbeds and the creeks, if you go around Paso, Atascadero, the riverbeds and creeks are filled with homeless people. I am an environmentalist and I've always wondered and I've asked the city, I've asked the county, Paso and Atascadero, can we do an EIR and find out? I'm not advocating kicking these people out of there. Mm But we should know what they're doing to our natural resource, especially when our water—that's where our water comes from.
0: Well, and I think if you did that uh, in relationship to uh, the kinds of housing projects you're talking about, the offset in the environmental damage to the creeks and the rivers uh, and the wild areas by that would be something you could justify. Correct this other housing. You know, uh, Eric, years ago, it's 2012 now, a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine and I sued the city of San Luis Obispo because they were kicking the homeless mm-hmm. out of town pretty violently. And we, we got the city of San Luis Obispo restrained by a superior court judge. And at the time, I, I observed to some of the press that, you know, we could just stop bad things from happening. It would be people on the council or people on the board of supervisors who could do the positive things. mm mm-hmm. And one of the examples we found in our research was in Los Angeles, um, on Skid Row, uh, there'd been a lawsuit brought up against the city because they made it, made it illegal to sleep or sit
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: or stand in one place uh, on public property like sidewalks or public parks. And the federal courts found that that violated the U.S. Constitution. To settle the case, the city bought a bunch of derelict old warehouses, right. and they, they constructed condominiums, right. and they gave the folks from Skid Row in the lawsuit free housing. Mm-hmm. They found after the second year, they were saving something like uh, 300000 a year on the cost they would have otherwise uh, been spending hospitalizing or jailing mm-hmm. those folks. And they also found there was a 50% uh, increase with nobody pushing anyone. Uh, into AA, NA, and getting sober, and a a huge number of those uh, folks started going out and getting jobs. So those kinds of positive things, I want to compliment you for for coming up with um, an idea there that the county could push and move forward. Yeah, correct. And, you know, I think if you can set these
1: up in, you know, different properties, and I mean, I -hmm. think you probably, a lot of these might need like 5 to 10 acres, if not more but you can offer services. I'm not saying you, you force people to accept services, well, but if they're there and you're not kicking, one of the things I've, i I talked to some homeless people and I, um, and uh, some advocates and a lot of, you say downtown slow, a lot of these guys and gals don't know where they're gonna stay the night. They don't know if they're gonna be able to get in or if they're gonna be sleeping on a bench. Giving them some stability, if they want resources to get out of the position they're in, they have to have some form of stability, even if it's just a little room to stay in.
0: Uh, Where they don't have to leave every day and they can actually get services. And that was one of the things they found was as long as they offered the services without requiring people to go into them, people want to be able to establish their own self-respect and they want to Mm -hmm. be able to contribute. And so they they found that people were much more likely to go into those programs if they had a roof over their head and uh, just a way to live.
1: Exactly. I We did a project years ago in a Atascadero. Uh, my mom worked for a Atascadero PD years ago, and mm-hmm. um, one of the things I took out of it, it was with homeless, but you gave people purpose. Yes. When you give somebody purpose, they will perform, you know, at whatever ability they can. I'm not saying they're going to mm-hmm. you know, have a job the next day, but they want to perform more. They want to show their worth as a person. And, you know, sitting mm-hmm. on, not knowing where you're going to stay at night,
0: it's hard to show your worth. Now, we've talked about the first two most important issues right. you want to talk about. Let's, let's get back to your Simples. campaign. What's the third one?
1: I think that gets into our planning department and trying to streamline things, trying to make things a little easier and fair. I, I deal with a lot of people. I get a lot of phone calls, um, and I see how differently our planning department, depending on how much money you have, it
0: seems like to, to be... Depending on how much money you have for what?
1: Well, can you hire lawyers? <laughs> And sue the county. Do you not have the money? Um, I've seen people. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. But they have this little camp group that a lot of uh, um, oh, the, different wineries and the, whatnot. The, uh, uh, the uh, short stay. Yeah. And there's one course. that's kind of weird. You, you get to stay there for free, but you can leave it anyway. Mm-hmm. The county kind of said we can do that. I've dealt with four people just in Templeton doing it. All treated vastly different. All different economics. And the poorer you are, the more the county seems to run you through the ringer and keep you on the hook and tries to find you. The people that I knew that had millions of dollars and could afford to hire lawyers, they got left alone and their cases got settled out of planning very
0: quickly. And I don't think that's fair. I think we're all equal under the law. And for our listeners, these are the programs where uh, folks who had a winery uh, or a ranch, they'd, they'd let folks come in and stay in their RV. Correct. Uh, overnight, uh, maybe for a few days and and then the folks would move on, and uh, the county decided they needed to permit for that
1: mm-hmm.
0: the and, land use yeah and, and of course, then they yeah. needed to have all the facilities for that and um, and once they set up what facilities were needed, it, it became fairly onerous for folks
1: but but it has been interesting. i've seen a gal um, in the North county that has a barn. They put her son makes beer as a hobby. He doesn't sell beer, he makes okay. beer. They put some stairs up to um, a room that's above the barn where he makes his beer. And the county sent a drone over, said they're renting that out as a place to live. And of course you can't have somebody live in your barn and started finding her. They never went on the property. They never asked to go in the building. They just made an assumption. And right. But I know people in the same boat, who will fire off a lawyer and they get left alone really quick. So I think we just need to treat people fairly. We need to find a way to reduce or streamline certain fees. You have, you know, 10 houses, 15 houses. If you use this and it fits a certain criteria, we can push this through. I I deal with construction projects and we get pushed off all the time for a year or two just waiting on permits. It's, it, the process is taking too long. And part of it is we need to find staff and keep them happy because we run at about a 15 to 20% deficit in this county across all branches, whether that's mental health, whether uh, um, that's planning, whatever it is, we generally are 15 to 20% in More the expensive. deficit. of a, No, we don't have the employees. We don't have the employees. Huh? And um, so we got to find a way to attract them and keep them.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, how would you do that?
1: Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I have, I'm looking into it a little bit. I have a, a couple friends. One of them I just recommended to go into uh, mental health with the county. He had moved here. And watching the process and how long you're a temporary employee, et cetera, it makes you maybe want to look somewhere else. Um, not saying that's the key problem.
0: I'm just mm-hmm. kind of sorting this out why we're having these problems. Okay, folks, we're here with... Eric with a K, Gorham, who's running for 5th District Supervisor. We're going to be right back after this short break.